loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, you ready to talk about COVID? Or, no. <laughs> no. No, we need to. Uh, we, we've hit COVID and politics <laughs> and uh, Biden and Trump and everything way too much. We need to talk about something a little more fun. So, North Korea. No, <laughs> there you go. <coughs> so, how about <laughs> WandaVision? Ooh. <laughs> okay, I'm your host, David. Taco here. And I'm Wolfie. Hey, you can see us now if you're watching on YouTube. If Yay. not, you can still just listen on the podcast. Sorry if we disappoint. <laughs> so this this series has been hyped for quite a while. Oh, yeah. I've, I, know, I know people at work have... Uh, they're all like, you're going to watch WandaVision? You're going to watch WandaVision? I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to check it out. So it's 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 been hyped for a while. And after watching the first two episodes, I was, well, kind of confused. <laughs> Intrigued, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely after the first episode. Oh. Oh no. oh no! I thought you were in one division for a second. <laughs> you You're the glitch. Maybe I am. Stop <laughs> it, Ralph. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um Yeah, after watching the first episode, I was uh yeah, like I said a little confused, but I was thinking that they were just a a, a quick money grab that they're throwing something crazy out. And but then <clears throat> I was like, well, I'll watch the second episode. And after the second episode, there was just a lot more questions that I was actually looking forward to the third episode. <laughs> That I I, I want to know where this is going, um, and then and I, as I've done I a little that, bit of research for this, that that finding things and people breaking down. Now, granted, people will examine every number, every hand movement, every everything to try and make it into something. But there right. are a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of obvious hidden things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and uh, I, I think maybe that's the reason that they released the way they did with the first two episodes together. Right. I, I think because if, if they would have if they would have just dropped that first episode and said wait a week and let's watch part two. Yeah. Right. Or you know I don't know if I would have came back for that, but because of the way they dropped those first two episodes, and you're able to to yeah, yeah. it's it's a little bit more intriguing. Oh, definitely. I mean, wait the way I've heard them talk about <clears throat> because if. For anybody who hasn't watched it, there's going to be a ton of spoilers here. If you haven't watched it, just shut this off. You're wasting your time listening to us. It Watching that show is definitely more important. So if you only have 30 minutes, watch it. Don't listen to us. So um, go watch the show. 
I guess the idea behind it is as they release e- each episode, it's going to be a different decade. And it appears like the first episode so far has was like in the 50s. And they're kind of um, playing homage to the old sitcoms. Um, and to me, it appears that the first one is a big Dick Van Dyke, you know, reference. Um, yeah. A lot of the way the set set up, the way um, when they come in the house, you know, uh, well, when he carries her through the door, he phases through the door and, you know, drops her and then opens the door and picks her up and then carries towards a little footstool chair and, you know, he phases through it, which is an old Dick Van Dyke episode that is he would come in the intro to every show. He would trip over the the little footstool and fall in some episodes. And then in some, he would, right before he would trip on it, he would like sidestep it and go around. So it turned mm-hmm. into kind of like a running gag. This episode, is he going to fall or is he going to miss it? Um, so, right. So, I mean, they're, they're obviously playing with that. So I don't know. I don't know where they're going. I listening to one um, YouTube video they were talking about, and they, they thought it would have been better if they would have done it in reverse. Um, started in the modern day shows and went backwards as if Wanda is regressing into more older memories because things keep happening. She keeps having to withdraw. And, and they said, and then as far as a marketing standpoint, that would, if you could do a friend's episode version (laughs) that you would bring in so many people that aren't comic book fans that would be interested in it and then hold them and before you i don't know how many people you're pulling in with dick van dyke and bewitch um references Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but that's i enjoyed it but i'm old so i guess it kind of depends on what direction they're really trying to go with this that's true because i feel like there's indications that something's going on where it's like an illusion like it's not really happening but it is but we don't really know at this point because i felt like after the end of the first episode that at first i to me it felt like it was almost like she was in like a vr experience or asleep somewhere and they're like monitoring her mind to figure out what's going on but then whenever she done that reverse thing and the end of the second episode i was like okay i don't but it's clear that they don't know well to me it feels like it's clear that they don't know why they're there at all like the main two characters you know yeah one vision seemed confused by yeah when they ask about their well i mean an anniversary or asking about what's the the date on the calendar which i guess we could start at the beginning and just kind of go through and Breakdown by memory, <clears throat> which I don't have that great a memory. But it seems like Vision doesn't like he's trying to figure out what he does at his job. It's like paper. It's like what he works at, like the old version of Dunder Mifflin or something. <laughs> <laughs> he just does paper. He yeah. does nonsensical paperwork. Is what yeah. he does, right? And that's pretty much. It appears to be the, the uh, that the the company is basically there just to do paperwork because the little conversation that they had in the living room, him and his boss, 
about, you know, hey, we can, instead of doing it this way, we can put it this yeah. way and charge them twice as much money because it's going to be twice as much paper. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> so it's more than just maybe, like he said, uh, what the office. Yeah. They're just, they're just not, you know, this, this is not just the old TV shows that they're hidden. I That's think true. maybe that might be some kind of homage to that particular show. That could be too. But, you know, you think about his job. <clears throat> Let's step out of the show for a minute because, I mean, you know, everybody knows the history of Vision that he, he died. You know, Thanos killed him when he when he removed the uh, witch stone, the, uh, the mind stone. Yeah, the mind stone. Yeah. When he removed it, um, crushed his skull, basically killing him. <clears throat> and he's been, you know, I guess as far as the MCU goes, he's been deceased since then. Um, and mm-hmm. there's the, the scene from the funeral where uh, Wanda or Scarlet is standing at the, beside the lake next to uh, Hawkeye. Or not Hawkeye. That's uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Hawkeye. Uh, you remember after the funeral, uh, is it Tony Stark's funeral? Mm-hmm. When they're standing out yeah. the water, and he's uh, Hawkeye's talking about that he uh, um, he wished she was around um, to know that we won. And then Wanda says, "You know, I think she does." And then she says, "I think they both do," Im- implying Vision also. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a clip that there was a. And and a cut scene from the movie that ended up not being in it, but I guess is in either director's cut or something. That of her going to the morgue where they had his body, Vision's body was actually on a table where they were storing it or his. Yeah. Now here's something. uh, What's clear too that Vision, he doesn't seem to be himself throughout all this right yeah like even beyond just trying to figure out what he's doing at work with paper he uh well uh like he lost his memory at one point in the show right i don't remember which episode it was but it was like he forgot something which vision wouldn't do oh yeah it's a it's a beginning with the heart on the calendar yeah yeah yeah. He, he said he forgot what it is which he's incapable of of forgetting which even um, makes a reference to that too, saying that he remembers everything, but then he forgot. Right. So it's kind of like <clears throat> if 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 he's just something she created as a dream, an alternate reality, a memory. If this whole situation is just something she has created to help her cope with the loss of him, that she wants to have a a, a normal, happy life with him. Um, and she's kind of regressed back into her childhood memories of watching television. And and so she's going to rebuild it off of a lot of those old memories. Um, so and if if you were to think, well, where would you put a computer or a robot in everyday life? What kind of job would you give them? I mean, if she's going to her probably limited understanding of you know, real world jobs. A copier. I don't know. And, <laughs> and well, see, and that would make sense as far as this is some kind of illusion that she's made for herself, because if it was the real vision, like the, like, like Taco said, he wouldn't have forgotten what that date was marked on right. the calendar. He would have known. And so since this is a construct of her 
subconscious, then it's not going to be perfect or as right. close to perfect as it can be for a machine. <clears throat> so I don't know if she's going to, uh, I kind of had the idea of thinking, comparing it to at the ending of um, Wizard of Oz that, you know, when Dorothy wakes up, mm-hmm. you know, all her uncles are there and you were there and you were there. And, you mm-hmm. know, he, he was the Tin Man and he was a scarecrow. And all of these people are people in her life in real in the real world that now she is <clears throat> kind of place them in here, um, whether it's Agnes or, I mean, any of the people that that she's met like the hearts when they were there um the way they act at the dinner table and the way they speak and some of the things that they do they they seem more like a like an in-person you know uh an in-game character they're not a, a one of the main they're an ai character run by the the game yeah it if it kind of reminds me as if uh almost like somehow she's in a coma and the parts that are in color are like people around her while she's in this coma trying to talk to her to get her out of it and it's where everything pauses and she's like getting a memory of what's really going on but she's where she's as powerful as she is she's creating all of this and it's creating a multiverse while she's right in this coma even with the radio, when the radio starts going off and stuff, it's almost like that's somebody contacting her through whatever it is that's going on. You know, it more questions than answers, like you said. Yeah, I saw one of the theories that somebody had, had wrote in one of the groups was that, yeah, I think she's being manipulated by somebody to create this reality with the promises of bringing vision back. Um, that very well could be. Uh, her powers are have never really been super defined in the comic books. Right. And one of the reasons that they did that was so that when they needed to use her, they could, you know, say this is one of her powers. Yeah. She can you pretty much do anything. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Whatever it's, we it's, need. It's, if you want to make a comparison, uh, the Martian Manhunter in DC comics, he had a whole crap ton of, of adventures and, depending on what the particular storyline was or, or what power he needed to, to manifest, he would just, you know, it just miraculously he would have it, you know? So he's actually probably as far as superpowers goes, he's, I mean, you know, he's a Martian. So he's this, he's this green guy, but he can change his shape so that he looks like us. He can also go intangible and invisible you know, and and each one of these little, you know, he's super strong. He's fast. He's got a thing with fire. That's his <laughs> weird weakness. And so, but they intentionally just kind of made him kind of a obscure kind of character and didn't define everything about him from, you know, Jump Street. So that as they went through and had different storylines, they could give him the powers that they needed to push the story forward. And I think she was much like that when she was first introduced. Yeah. And so the, the could be getting back to what Taco was saying. One of the things is that uh, Xavier, um, it's a, so Wanda's to be a mutant, 
and maybe like you said she's went into this coma type state or maybe she's created her trying to create her own reality with her powers right maybe this is one of the ways that they're going to get uh, mutants into the mainstream marvel universe right. because yeah, yeah. xavier would be trying to be there for wanda to try to use his telepathic powers to try to help her come out of that right because in that one storyline in the comics yes when she got rid of all of the mutants except mm -hmm. for herself um right. but but in this Mar marvel universe there are no mutants yet they could um, be finally no, not, trying well to i mean she is well not in the comic she was she was create in the movie she was created by the blast right okay so she got her powers from that blast not theories have been on this is that this is marvel's way of using this as kind of a flip-flop of how the comics went instead of her because <clears throat> i don't know all the details of how the cop like i said I, I wasn't a big comic fan well i mean i just didn't read a whole lot of the the vision and the scarlet witch storylines but just in what we've been looking up that uh had something to do with her uh the children for the children. Um, Watch by the time it's yeah. over with, you'll have Wolverine walking you know. in holding Grogu, the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. If it's up to Disney yes. alone, that's what it would be. <laughs> we need marketing. We need to sell merch. Um, and that's the, the children. <laughs> we need Wolverine and Grogu about. in one, yeah. one shot. <laughs> but she, you know, she has twins and in the comics there who are her kids, twins again. I do not remember what her kids were from the comic books. I remember that her and Pietro, which is the Quicksilver, right, it's her brother. They yeah. were they were brother and sister, yeah. and they are also uh, supposed to be the children of Magneto. Yeah. So, but it, now whether or not they'll run with that particular uh, or direction, I don't know. Right. But at the end of episode two, you see that she is now pregnant. <clears throat> and if you watch mm, yes. some of the clips of the that Disney Plus has put out for the rest of the season, where they do the little montage clips, um, they have twins. Um, so you know that that by that it's kind of sticking to the storyline of the comics. But instead of her eliminating, getting rid of all the mutants, um, she's going to somehow do something that. Brings that brings them, in. them into the, this universe. I know it'll and happen. And that's Marvel's way of, yeah, getting the X-Men. I know how that'll happen. Go ahead. At the end ahead, of WandaVision, yeah, it will be the beginning of the X-Men Wolverine Origins, where Wolverine and his brother were like twins. I don't remember his brother's name. If you've seen X-Men Origins. <coughs> and they were in like, the comic books, I believe they had something that uh, Sabretooth was supposed to be his brother. That's in Wolverine Origins. That's what it is. You got Sabretooth and uh, and Wolverine. Like in X Men Wolverine Origins, the movie, like you see them as kids, you know, and they mm -hmm. have like one of them has like wooden claws that come out, and the other one, you know. Well, I believe those would probably be bone instead of wood. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> look like wood, <laughs> but yeah, bone. I, mean, I get it. And that was before they got him and put the uh, adamantium and all that in it. Good movie though. I haven't seen it yes, in a long time. Yes. Wolverine Origins on Disney Plus? I assume they do. I, I would think. Uh, they probably do. I haven't. I don't think I've seen it, though. I have to check. Because they just, well, they just dropped a whole bunch of X-Men stuff just here recently onto Disney Plus. 
for the you know so that you can watch it. Yeah. Which I think they made Origins not canon anymore. Which is because it mm-hmm. had Deadpool essentially in it when, uh, but he's not Deadpool at the time. Same actor, but he's like um, I don't even remember what they called him, Weapon X or something. Well, that was Wolverine's handle. I'm not sure. Of course, yeah, now they may have gave I, it to him, too. It's hard to tell. I can't remember what the name was. Like I said, it's been years since I watched it, but it's essentially Deadpool, because you've seen before they turn him into Deadpool, wielding his swords and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, he's like some new weapon that can... He has Cyclops' vision, his mouth is sewn up because they said he talked too much. And mm. Yeah, that's why I looked up her, her, her in the comics, her twin sons um are william and thomas and then in they ultimately become in the young avengers um wiccan and speed so basically she has kids that basically mirror her 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 brother brother which her brother they were twins right so and so one of them's one of them's a witch and 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 the other one's a speedster right that's uh, interesting that they would do that now, I don't know if that's where they're going with this show, but um, that's how they come. Like I said, <clears throat> I think the main goal is for Marvel to get X-Men into the MCU. I mean, ideally, that's where yeah. good because they have the franchise now. I, so I think um, that's probably probably you're right with that one. Uh, and this would be a unique sec- way to do it. So. Maybe we'll finally see uh, Hugh Jackman in the yellow Wolverine suit. <laughs> that would be cool. You see the mask, you know, in uh, what was it? The Wolverine, I think was the name of the movie. Yeah. Now, when they ghost color, you notice that she's wearing all red. Yeah. And she's pregnant. And that goes along with her being the Scarlet Witch, I suppose. Yeah. She's the red, all the red. Yeah. Well, have you seen the clips, any of the clips of the farther ahead uh, episodes? There's a Halloween episode. I haven't watched Um, any of that. It looks like it's probably the eight, seven. It might be, it might be tomorrow night or tonight's episode, the seventies. It can, it might be the eighties. It kind of has a stranger things, Halloween look to it. Um, but he's mm. dressed. How is he dressed? I can't remember how he's dressed. <laughs> um, she's dressed in the classic Scarlet Witch comic outfit with the red wing mask and right, right. Um, and uh, he's got the. He, I I think I've seen a picture of that he's got like the big silver or excuse me the yellow diamond on his chest. Yeah, I think so. Because I just remember him and holding a little pumpkin candy bag thing. You know, remember looks, the plastic. He, he looks kind of like the comic introduction from back in the seventies vision. Yeah. The yellow and green. I think if I'm not mistaken, when I was little, those two pops are out right now too. Yeah. uh, We actually have one of them at the store. I do believe we're all over the place. (laughs) Nobody's going to have any, somebody could have watched the show and after listening to us, they'll have no idea what we're talking about. (laughs) Now, I guess we could, we could start and kind of just go through uh, the show itself. Yeah, it so far, like you said, they've released two episodes. They did they released them back on the fifteenth of January, um, and there's supposed to be nine episodes run all the way up to March. Um, and this is officially the first phase of fa- their first series in Phase Four of the MCU, 
And yeah, this takes and, place. Well, like a lot of comic book characters that we have today, uh, Vision has a, or the character itself has a very long history. It was, they, I think they originally introduced him somewhere back in the golden age of comics. Yeah. And I'm not sure exactly what he looked like, but I do believe that's where he comes from. And of course he got revamped by Marvel studios. Yeah. And they made their own character out of it. But yeah, the, the character itself is like, it's, there's a long history there. But like, yeah, Wanda, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, <clears throat> she's played in the show by Elizabeth Olsen, which I didn't realize till just recently that she is the sister of uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. I never want to know that either. Hmm. That's interesting. And uh, they actually have a fourth sister, too. That's a whole lot of girls. Yeah, the other two girls with their clothing line, and I mean they're billionaires. But and then uh, mm-hmm. Elizabeth here is not doing too bad for herself. Well, one's got a clothing line. The other one's probably got a a drug and rehab line, and you know, she's in this one. <laughs> she she runs a little rough, I think. I think they're both pretty pretty fine now. But yeah, they they had uh, well, like any other child's actors growing up, they had they had their struggles, but. Well, I mean, look at Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Back when she was uh, Hannah Montana, oh, everybody's yeah. like, oh, she's such a role model for your children. <laughs> then just a few years ago, she's up on stage on a giant porcelain <laughs> man part, spraying on the crowd. And, yeah. <laughs> um, listing this, there was an interview with uh, her, Elizabeth Olsen. She was talking about that that this series is going to bring her character, she said, more in line with the comic book version. Said include including depicting her mental illness and uh, introducing more of how the Scarlet Witch actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that'd be that'd be good. Uh, one of the things that started off in the first episode, the the commercial. If you notice the. Stark 2000 toaster. Oh, yes. The, the only thing in that is the little red flashing light. Right. Yeah. But you hear, you, hear, only... you hear the sound when it fires up, when they turn it on? Yeah. It's the Iron Man, the... the I can't the do the sound. The yeah, the pulse firing up sound. Mm-hmm. But it, like I said, it's that's the only red there is, is that one little bitty flashing light. And I, I didn't get that much into it, but I wonder if it's flashing in a Morse code pattern or not. I don't, I don't know if it is or not I because I don't know Morse code. I haven't but seen anything on that, but I bet if it is, somebody is uh, is digging into it. If you're out oh, there and you're listening to this, yeah, check that check out. Check it out. <laughs> and that then, would be interesting if there is like whoever's on the outside of her, the reality that she's created for herself, trying to send messages into her. Right. And that little, you know, flashing light, maybe. Of course, it could have just been just a little, just like, beep, 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 you know, kind of just a countdown. Kind right. Of, who knows? But uh, um, Paul Bettany, yeah, he plays Vision. Listing a little history of, of Vision, yeah, he lists him as far as the MCU goes. He's an android and for, former Avenger created using, you know, is made from Jarvis. And uh, mm-hmm. and Ultron, um, but with the Mind Stone, the top, that's what I think that's what brings it all together. Yeah, it's the top hat of the Frosty the Snowman that brings him to life. 
They should have had him burst through the glass case when he was foreign and said, Happy birthday! <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, said that he described Vision as decent and honorable, and he exists only for Wanda. Well, if I'm not mistaken, in um, Avengers, um, not Endgame, the Infinity War, I swear I, I remember a part where he actually hands Thor his hammer, doesn't he? Yes, he does. I thought so, yeah. Like, he just picks it up and was like, here you go. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> and for Thor, that would have been the ultimate proof that this individual is, if he's worthy to pick up Mjolnir, then there's got to be a purity in this newly created being that, right? Yeah, you know, most most people just don't have. And I, I liked it. <clears throat> we rewatched before we started earlier. We rewatched the uh, Age of Ultron, the the birth sequence, I guess you'd call it, of Vision as he busts out when he's standing there talking to him, and you know mm-hmm. Thor standing there next to him, and Thor has his big waving cape on. And you see Vision looks over at him, and he does a little thing with this thing, so a cape pops up on himself, kind of like he's wanting to, you know, be like him. Yeah, emulate him, yeah. yes. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is interesting. Uh, like I said, and as a, that, that would be his, when you have kids and stuff like that, they want to be like their parents. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he's just now basically come to life, but he's, instead of being a child... He's a full-fledged adult appearing, and he but, see, like I say, he sees that and he emulates what he sees. Yeah, because he would technically have right the innocence the of a child, you know, yeah. being just born. He would have the innocence of like a newborn, because he doesn't really have the experience of life yet. I guess you could say. But then there are <clears throat> going through the characters, uh, Mister, Mrs. Hart, and Arthur Hart. Which is uh, in the episode, you know, is when they see that on the calendar they have the heart marked on the date, and mm-hmm. neither one of them can remember why that is. Um, but it had to uh, build up for um, some sort of problem happening um, in the sitcom well, world. That's, yeah, that's the way the sitcoms were back right. in the day. Of course, they probably still are now. It's usually, some sort of little miscommunication happens when they're on the phone talking to each other about. Mm-hmm. She thinks he's coming home for her, and he thinks she understands that he's bringing house guests and or dinner guests, and they, you know, have their little miscommunication and a flying lobster and a flying lobster. And Mrs. Hart was the mother in the that seventy show. show. Yeah, yeah, I, I always liked that. Which I always liked that character. I thought she was kind of cool. Yeah, Deborah Joe Rupp. <laughs> Um, and then Fred Melamed. I've never, I don't know whatever she's been in. I've not, he's, I've not, I've I've seen him before, but I can't, yeah, I can't place anything that I've ever actually seen him before, but I I recognize his voice, I think more than, than him. Um, he may have done animated work. He may have been doing uh, voice, voice work. Yeah. Possibly. Since we are dealing with, you know, Disney studios, it's not beyond the realm of, possibility right that they would bring a voice actor in to be like a co-star and then Catherine Hahn plays Agnes and everybody says yeah she's Agatha Harkness from the comics um, 
So Agnes is she's yeah the the nosy neighbor that's uh, always there, always helping uh, lead and guide Wanda in the direction right. But she it it, Wanda obviously has you know I guess if you're looking at her own free will as to where she's taking this, Um, Mm -hmm. but Agnes seems to uh, be helping influence her decisions and. Yes. Um, Wanda seems to, uh, I guess, respect her uh, opinion. So mm-hmm. she's asking her for help. Even like during the dinner party, when things start crashing, she yells out her name, you know, Catherine. And because in that, when they think uh, uh, Vision, they ask Vision why she yelled that. And is, he says that that's, then he say that's like his pet name that she calls him. I think I so. Yeah, something, something like, like that, that. Yeah, it was a name. I don't remember exactly which one. What it was though, but then he called her Fred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What was it? Their song. Their 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 song. That they uh, sang. It's right on the tip of my tongue. If you hadn't brought it up, because <laughs> it's been stuck in my head ever since I watched it. Yakety yak. Yeah. Don't call back. Yeah. Or don't talk back. Don't, Whatever. Yeah. yeah. That was. <laughs> yeah, that was their song. Um, so yeah, he sang that when, when, uh, Mrs. Hart was about to open the, uh, the doors. And then we see the lobster again. Yeah. I like that lobster. Leave Just me floating around. Yeah. But then, uh, and then of course, you know, Wanda uses her, her magic to, uh, whip up a meal. <laughs> Which I, I gotta ask yeah. this question. With the last, if this is actually Agatha Harkness, yeah, what is the deal with with Harkness all of a sudden being the last name for? Is this kind of like you know you used to in the old black and white movies? You always had like the five 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 phone number. <laughs> yeah, this is because she's generic. not the only character that has Harkness as a last name. You've also got uh, Captain Jack from Doctor Who. His last name is Harkness. Hmm. So. What's I mean? I don't think there there was probably no connection there at all between right. the two characters. But what is 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 Harkness now the new like five 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 phone number? You know, from back in the day, it's like oh, all these characters we're gonna give them this. They're gonna be named Harkness. Could be. And then you could like have a Harkness family tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when they're going through their dinner, their dinner party is uh, with the hearts is when. Uh, <clears throat> When Wanda's making the meals, it it didn't you know, it didn't make sense to me how when she changes clothes, you know, she just snaps her fingers out of her mm-hmm. nightgown thing into uh, like a cocktail type dress, nice dress, you know, because right. she, she has kind of unlimited power when it comes to stuff like that. Why she would be floating things around to put them up and to mix stuff cooking on the stove why didn't she just make it wasn't like, there poof. like an old uh black and white show where they kind of did that like I, it, I don't think it was like bewitched or something but they just kind of moved their hands around well in be in bewitched i think she used to do a lot of that she would float i think maybe to put it up maybe the the thing where she pops into the dress yeah. i think that was probably a bewitched yeah just a call back to that because i think she used to do that uh, you know, she would 
she would pop off into a, the kitchen or whatever. Right. And she would snap her fingers and something would happen. You know, she would, you know, get the, or she would tinkle her nose, whatever it is. That she yeah, did, she would to activate her power. But if you have that kind of power, why would you, which I guess in Bewitch she did it too, when she would put things up, like put the kids' toys up. She would mm-hmm. have them float through the air and move, and uh, I guess maybe that's why they're doing it now, because she obviously can just at the snap of a finger make the full meal because she prepares it all in the last second, the breakfast for dinner. Well, that that mm-hmm. meal, the breakfast for dinner, she literally did do it by like a snap of a right. finger, essentially. But the lobsters, for yeah. some reason, yeah, she was going from trying to manually or to use her powers to stir a spoon in a pot to cook something instead of just <laughs> snapping and making it. But Well, she also tried to snap and use her powers to cook the chicken and she ended up overcooking. Overcooking, yeah. And then I'm she kinda, rewound I'm like the along time. The lines of kind of like along the lines of Taco. Why didn't, I mean, she has this amazing reality bending power. She could have snapped her fingers and just had the whole you know, three, four, five course meal, just boom, right there. You know, because instead of all this, trying to follow all these recipes and stuff like that, of course, that could be because, as we said, we're we're working under the assumption that this is a reality that she's created for herself, probably from her childhood memories of watching old sitcoms. That's true. So maybe, you know, She's under the, yeah, the restraints are the ones that she's kind of placed upon herself. Yes. She can step out of them anytime she needs to or wants to, but she doesn't. Well, yeah, well, that would kind of explain the dinner party, because if it's based off of her memories, per se, then maybe the memory of breakfast for dinner and what was there was a very strong memory for her, but she didn't know how to cook chicken and lobster. That could be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the thoughts of how they're they're taking it, but but there again, if you have a reality based powers the ways hers are, then you really wouldn't have to know how to cook it. You would just, you, just, you know, yeah, boom, make you it would into think, existence. hey, I need prepared food now, and I want lobster and I want chicken, and I want them done perfectly. So, I mean, and like I said, I don't know exactly how her power works. But you would think that she would be because, like this, like Taco said, the way she put together the breakfast for uh, supper thing going on there, yeah, there at the end, yeah, that was that came instant. To, yeah, that that came together just like nothing at all. But then the, you know, so then she makes it, and then they go to sit down, and of course, Mrs. Hart starts hitting her with all of the questions. You know, where did they come from? How long have they been mm-hmm. there? Why do they? You know, how long they've been married? Why do you don't have any children yet? You know, hitting right. up all those questions. And then the weird loop thing happens when the guy starts getting choked. Yeah. And you can see uh, the look on uh, yeah, Wanda's face is almost like she's confused um, that it's happening. And, yeah. And then Mrs. Hart gets in the. Uh, Stop. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Or whatever she was well, saying. It was like a. Yeah. Weird, like well, a if you'll notice the way that those two characters are shot. The way that they're shooting her, there's something kind of hinky about the right. way that, uh, and it's not necessarily a focus thing. I don't know, but it's, uh, maybe it is. But when I when I watched that scene, I just got done watching it again, and when I seen that, like I said, there was something weird about the way they were shooting her. And then when it was time to shoot Wanda, it was like Wanda was there, and the background was in focus, and everything was just just so. 
Yeah. And she was like, Vision, help him. Yeah. And of course, Vision gets up and helps him. It almost had but, a horror element to it. Right. Yeah. That's what I, that's kind of the feeling I got when I was looking at it like a, a horror or an old suspenseful or an old Twilight Zone shot. Um, you have that, that, yeah, scary but movie look. Mrs. Hart's the only thing I think was with her. I, like I said, the background was kind of fuzzy. She mm. was, you could see her and she was okay, but her background, you really couldn't tell. But it's just the way that they shot those two different characters in that scene. Like I said, Wanda was in focus. Her background was in focus. Everything was just, just so. Right. And with Mrs. Hart, it was like, okay, she's in focus. Kind of, but it was just like something. It was just, it just seemed a little off about her. And then her background was kind of fuzzy. At least I thought it was. The grin, the laugh, so, everything. Yeah. Something yeah, happened in the, kind of, the glitch in the matrix and uh, the person playing the game in the simulation, the batteries run out in their controller. Yeah. So they got stuck. Mm. So they had to hold on while I run and change my batteries. Kind of like a break <laughs> in the fourth wall without it right. actually interacting with us. And then because as soon as, yeah, as soon as vision pulls the, the food out of his throat where he was choking, you know, he's kind of gets up and it's like, Oh, well, it's time to go. You like know, it didn't and, happen. Right. Yeah. And they like, that's, okay, that's let's just go. The end of the day. And that, and granted that is how most sitcoms ended. You would have this, some unrealistic problem that's going to happen because of some miscommunication between t- your two main people. And it builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up. And then, a 30 second resolve and it's over like oh you yeah yeah right and of course at the end of it he gets the promotion mr hart says he's got this promotion right and that's how they always it always you are always works out in the end so then we go into episode two where they're uh, um the magic yeah they're going to uh Wanda goes to, I don't remember the lady, remember at the pool party, um, is that Darcy? Is that who the one who, um, cause I know Agnes takes her there. Um, Yes, she does. And then they have kind of an odd interaction with the mailman. What? Wait, no, that was. Yeah. yeah, Correct me if I'm wrong. At the beginning of this episode, they still have the furniture from episode one. Right. Yeah, but I think some of the you get the transition from fifties to say sixties sitcom. Yeah, yeah, because when you look at, <clears throat> um, well, we'll wait on that for what at the end of yeah the the jump at the end of episode two, but I guess we kind of skipped over the helicopter when she Dang. hears the noise outside. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. she goes out and sees the helicopter, a little toy helicopter in the bushes, and it's you know. The that's, only thing in color. And that's when she really fades out. And that was honestly another moment similar to that choking scene that I felt. There was like a suspenseful, almost horror thing, like it shouldn't be there. Right. And then she just kind of snaps out of it all at once when I I think that was the mailman sequence, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what. Uh, well, the neighbor pops Because Agnes the, pops yeah. in and, and she the hides neighbor, the helicopter. And the, and, and the mailman comes through the shot. Yeah. Right. And she's like, pew, pew. And he's like, don't shoot. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm only the messenger. Literally, he is <laughs> yeah. a messenger being a mailman. Um, yes. And now, of course, the helicopter had, <clears throat> which it's it's been turning up quite a few times, the, the sword, or yeah, the sword logo. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. 
which I saw a thing comparing in talking about in the comic book, um, you know, uh, sword uh, stood for sentient world observation response division. Um, but people have pulled off of this one. It's sentient weapon observation response division. Um, and so they're talking about vision is a sentient weapon. Well, so would be certain mutants, wouldn't they? Wouldn't she be considered a sentient weapon because of her powers? I don't know. Oh, well, and she would be sentient because she's she's a human. Yeah. All, pretty much all humans are sentient beings. Yeah. And is uh, at the end of The Last Spider-Man, is that not where uh, um, Nick Fury is? Is on the sword? Um, the observer- Yeah. He's, he's somewhere in space. Yeah, I was thinking he was on the 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 sword. But that means that the Nick Fury that was in that Spider-Man movie was not really him the whole time. Right, he was a crow. Oh, he was yeah. Something else scroll, to point out too. Scroll. At the very end of episode one, I think I figured out who that person was watching the screen. At the very end, it was David. Because they have the oh, same yeah. mixing table <laughs> yeah, that they've we're got using the exact right here. same mixing board we've got right here. <laughs> That's it exactly. Because just it pulls out, you're like it's it's right there. Legit same thing. Yeah, those that's uh that's a weird ending sequence for for the show. Yeah. But then Agnes talks uh, you know, Wanda in when they're going the importance of her going to the uh the pool party or the yeah. pool can't. Right, because her friend is the one, her neighbor friend there is the be-all and end-all of everything. All the social life in the city or in the town that they're in revolves around her. If that's true, then this person, if the, if the, what we're assuming is this is a Wanda-created reality, then whoever this person is, has got to be somebody that's really, really important to her, I should think. It's for yeah. the children. Whether it's a... <laughs> yeah. A teacher, a mentor, maybe a parent, or an adopted, or maybe a foster parent. Who knows? Maybe it's the kids already born. They keep saying, for the children. But you never see any children in any of the the shots around the neighborhoods, anywhere, even at the park. But yeah, they go through the the pool party, and and of course, you know, yeah, that's when, uh, when she tells them that the devil is in the details. And that's what uh, what's Agnes say. That's not the only. That's the only place he is. Yeah. Well, now, and here's here's something else that I found kind of strange, is they got onto Wanda, or not not necessarily in a bad way, but about her showing up in her pants suit, and everybody else was in skirts. But at the very beginning, when they go back out to the to the back to you know to do their thing by the pool, right somebody's there in what appears to be, I think it's a bikini and they jump off the diving board into the pool. We don't ever see that character again. Oh, or really know who that character was. Cause that was just a quick little thing. I didn't even think about but that the, while watching. They're it. at a, I think they're at a public pool though, aren't they? No, no, they went to her house. Didn't oh, they? I thought no, they went to her house. Oh, I was thinking they were at a, at a public pool. They, they might be at her house. I was thinking it was a public well, place. Because of the gazebo and stuff that they're in. Well, now they did come. They came out of her house and came down the sidewalk. Yeah. And then the next shot is they're at the pool. So they may well very well be in a, a public pool area. I don't know. I always 
I, I was just thinking that they just had went like to their backyard or something. I'm not sure. I don't myself. know. I kind of zoned out there for a minute. <laughs> also, the Agnes says that she's the neighbor on the right hand side, but then when they actually come out of Wanda's house and go to the right hand side, it's the it's not her house. It's the other lady's house. Because when because when they first meet her in, in episode one, she comes through the door. And she brings her a plant. She's like, oh, right. I'm your neighbor, Agnes, on the right-hand side. Not your right-hand side, my right-hand side. So she's facing in like this, and her right-hand side's on this side. On the right. They leave, they, Wanda's number is 2,800. 2, yeah, and hers right? is 2,802. 2,802, and it's the house right beside of hers. Right. So that's not Agnes's house. Wouldn't be that one. No, yeah. Another glitch in whatever Matrix. Another glitch in the Matrix there, yeah. It reminds me, honestly, of that Rick and Morty episode where they're on the, the ship and they have Rick and Morty in the weird simulated town trying to learn about fuel. They're like, they're on an alien spaceship, but they're in a simulated version of their life. So almost every character except for like Rick and uh, Jerry are real people. Rick and Jerry are the actual real people, but Morty and everything else was a computer simulation by that aliens trying to learn a type of fuel from Rick. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, I think it's in season two. And, uh, like, as they'll go around, like, they give certain characters more of the AI capacity than other characters, depending on who they're around. So if they're around Rick, they're very super more intelligent. But if they're around... uh, Jerry, because Rick don't even know Jerry's in the simulation. He'll go to talk to somebody, and the guy will just go, yes, yes. <laughs> and that's... That's how uh, some of these people act when... Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, yeah, they're... Uh, it's an AI. They're not passing the Turing test. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of like, yeah, I can tell that's not quite real. I think some of those are, aren't they? Really I remember I remember talking to Siri when I first got my iPhone, <laughs> and that was just a frustrating thing. Because she would say one thing, and she would bring back just totally different. <laughs> yeah. So to to combat the frustration, I gave her an English accent. <laughs> so that way I can think, well, maybe there's just some kind of miscommunication going on here. But anyway, back to Wanda back and Vision. To Wanda Vision. We're getting off topic <laughs> here again. Easy to do. All right, Dottie Jones, I found it, is the uh, mom who rules the neighborhood with an iron fist. Um, But Dottie is the one. Which her Mm -hmm. and Wanda have the interaction after the party is over. Um, You know, talking about... uh, Wanda walks up and uh, thanks her for letting her help her, you know, clean up and Dottie... What's Dottie say that she's uh, heard some things about her and uh, her husband? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you, uh, she yeah, never she gets really, really serious, yeah, though, when she's right. When she does you it. think she's about to lay out some sort of news, and then the radio starts making noises and uh, um, and her glass static. explodes, yeah. Um, but the voice on the uh, radio, um, People have dug into the uh, the credits at the end. Um, they didn't put it in the main credits, um, I guess, because they were like, we don't want it to get out who he, who that person's voice is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess if you wait till the very, very, very end of the credits, 
when they start doing the the foreign language versions, mm -hmm. I guess they forgot to pull it from one of those. <laughs> and so it's the uh, actor in, uh, uh, what is his name? Um, is Wu. Is it Jimmy Wu? He's from Ant-Man. Yeah. Yes. Um, Agent Wu, Agent... He was a parole officer of Scott Lang, yeah, of Ant Man. Yes, but for some, some, somehow he's a part of it. But like I said, all this could be she's pulling memories and uh, pieces, you know, kind of like when you have a dream at night. I mean, your dream is made up of things that you've experienced and you've pieced together to create yeah. this this idea this dream in your head while you're sleeping. Okay. it's the subconscious working which right. this 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 could be her doing that right you know we've we've pretty much i think we've we've come to the conclusion that this is what she's doing now why she's doing it and what's influencing her to do it if yeah anything. because the, the the radio if you remember the guy on the radio is like who's doing this to you wanda he's asking questions right you know, because either either she's doing it to herself because of guilt, survivor's guilt over Vision dying and her not. Right. Or someone is attacking her and to basically save her sanity, she's created this false reality around her to try to keep that person out and keep that person from affecting her. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, and so she's under attack. That's what some of the theories that I've seen people have been posting, you know, going through all the, because <clears throat> there's a ton of Facebook groups and everything for the show already. Um, it's either going to grow into something incredible or uh, it's going to be a big flop. But <laughs> I guess that's the. Well, they've only got, what, eight episodes? Nine. Nine. And we, total. we've seen two so far. Yeah. But they said that uh, they believe that she created the reality where he exists and they're a happy couple to, like you said, to deal with the, uh, um, the loss of losing him. Um, but by doing that, this reality is, is affecting the real Marvel world. Um, and sword is now monitoring it and trying to get stop her. Yeah. They're trying to well, bust see, through. That is a possibility, but there's also, like you said, with the rabbit being named Senior Scratch, which is Old Scratch, and then you get into the Mephisto end of it, right? In the Marvel universe, he's supposed to be the, uh, the devil or the something devil, like yeah, that. Pretty much. So, if that's the case, then maybe that's a clue that it's Mephisto that's trying that is attacking her psyche, and she's had to pull this reality together and i'm sure maybe a part of it is the fact that she's she's mourning the fact that vision's dead but maybe the exterior force of mephisto attacking her caused her to create that plus her own guilt her own survivor's guilt of having lived through the that and vision not right and she's created yeah this her own this her own reality bubble and that's what there's been some theories that that's how the the series will end is with uh, Doctor Strange showing up. See, there's um, it seems like affecting all the, her reality bubble. Like all the colors, like with the helicopter, the weird scenes that almost feel like horror. 
the radio speaking the way it does, it feels like those are breaks from outside <clears throat> of whatever that reality is. Right. Like, uh, you, like you don't know if she's hooked up into like some type of machine and they're trying to break into that. If somebody has kidnapped her, the devil or whatnot, and they're putting her under the influence to create this world. I mean, there's a lot of different ways it could go. It's almost because there's so many times that not only do the other characters don't know where they are or how they're acting, she doesn't know why certain things are happening. And one second, everything's normal and fine. And then, like with the helicopter, she just freaks out, zones out, and then that other lady pops in to break her out of that like thought pattern and bring her back into that reality, almost as if they're trying to pull something from her. Maybe the reality is being created in her mind, but not by her. And whenever she starts to finally break out and realize it's an illusion is when those other characters come back to bring her back into it and pull right. her back into the reality to get whatever agenda they have. A lot of different directions it could go. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Lots of fertile ground there that they can they can play in. And like David said, it can either go really good or really bad. Yeah. Right. It, it depends on how they play it, you know. And we and we'll find out as the weeks progress. And uh, for the children, one of the things people have wrote was <clears throat> each time she adds more detail in the reality in the episodes, the more the reality area expands. Um, you can see it in two different shots in the trailer that it does this in the first. Does this the first is where Monica is on the ground, and a beam of light from a spotlight from a helicopter. Later, you see the reality bubble is up to the cars in the observation rooms, huts. That's I haven't seen I haven't seen that part of the trailer. I guess, like I said, there's a lot of people who've seen a lot more stuff, or dig a lot deeper than we did. And they put uh, Vision will become more self-aware as time goes on until he starts to remember their life before Endgame. Which makes you wonder if if it's a new vision, or if maybe they have Vision's body and they figured out a way to power it without the stone. Yeah, and maybe it's part of this illusion as well. Or she's here's the thing. Here's here's the thing though. If Captain America was supposed to take the stones back to where they were supposed to be, then he'd have to put the Mind Stone back. He would. He would have to put the Mind Stone back inside of Vision, because that's where it was at before the snap happened. Right. It was in his head. Curious. Does it show that part? Because I know it shows the other ones him taking. No, no, it doesn't show. I don't. I don't remember it showing any of his taking the the stones back to where they're supposed to be. It just he disappears, and then later on, just a snap of the fingers later, there's an old man sitting on a park bench, right. and it turns out it's old man Steve Rogers, and he hands a shield over to uh, uh, Falcon, I think. Yeah. Honestly, don't know. I'll have to go back and actually watch Endgame again to see, because I'm sure there's probably connections in that that people haven't seen or realized yet. Something that we, uh, (laughs) the same time they launched this uh, WandaVision thing, they also launched a, I think it's called Marvel Legends. Yeah. And so you can go in and learn about the first two that they put on there since they released WandaVision was Wanda Maximoff and The Vision. So you could go in and it would give you a breakdown and it would show a bunch of the scenes of them individually. You know, here's a bunch of 
you know, Wanda's history just put together for you real quick. And here's a lot of the stuff that Division, you know, and then some of it was with them together. But uh, I thought that was kind of interesting to kind of refresh yourself on the characters. Yeah, because it's been a while. I mean, even since just Spider-Man, the last Spider-Man is a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And so how long has it been since uh, Endgame? Three years? Two and a half years? Yeah, I don't know. Thank you. So, with this, they, you know, they, this is something that, you know, they can roll out a little more often, and uh, and then Loki is coming out this year too, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know how many episodes of it, you know, but it'll be a series. Yes. So. Now, one of the things that uh, about Endgame that kind of bothered me was the fact that. I don't think they used the Thor wielding Mjolnir quite as, as well as they should have because the enchantment on the hammer says that whoever can, can wield Mjolnir will have the power of Thor. Yeah. So he should have been throwing lightning bolts and I mean, as guardian strength, that's all a part of being Thor. You know, and I've heard some people like, oh, they didn't go far enough. And I don't think they did. And some people say, no, they went too far. No, they didn't go far enough, I don't think, with that. Well, I thought they killed off Thanos a little too soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole Infinity War movie was leading up to that final snap and then right at the beginning of End War. Well, what's the next uh, big uh, villain? Won't it be... Uh, you- um, at the end, in the was it the after credits of uh, Kang? Kang yeah, the yeah, Conqueror. Yeah, Kang the Conqueror. At the end, that was at the end of Endgame, wasn't it? Or was that Spider? No, Spider Man was uh, the post credit was uh, Nick Fury on the spaceship. Um, right. Well, um, I can't remember when they showed him. Uh, this is on topic, but I really doubt any of us would be able to catch this right off the bat because I know none of us do this. Uh, the game Fortnite, they done an event where you're fighting a galactic... It's from Mar- it's from Marvel, but it was like a galactic... Galactus? Yeah, something like that. And he's massive. Like yeah. Maybe it was him, Galactus. Maybe all this maybe has something to do with it. Because I, I was thinking that I saw that Kang was supposed to be the, the big villain... For the as a part of the uh, um, the next phase, not this phase, because this is starting off phase four. He was supposed to be phase five, and then the phase four where they're doing this, um, Loki, uh, the Black Black Widow, uh, the new Doctor Strange. Um, well, you know the way they set up for you know the end game stuff they in the movies leading up to infinity war and end game they fought other bad guys right and there were other things going on at the same time that this guy was going on in the background so right maybe kang is going to be the big bad guy in season or in part five or whatever but there have to i, I dare say they'll they'll be leading up to him dr right, Strange right, right. fighting i think you said mephisto yeah, nightmares who they're going to introduce, but I think Mephisto is going to be the big ultimate villain in all of Phase Four because he fits in better with 
well, with Scarlet Witch, with uh, um, Doctor Strange, all, more of that mm-hmm. style than right. uh, than Captain America and uh, you know Iron Man, which I know they're not in it now, but um, then they're that type of battle. It's more of a, a magic, um, mystical, right. And that would make more sense yeah. going that route if, and having Mephisto as your bad, your big bad at the end of, or for see what it's season four or part four. How is it they do that? Well, with more of the magic stuff appearing, that would also make more sense with the mutants finally appearing in that universe, you know, connecting the X-Men with the normal, well, the Avengers right. and Marvel as we know it now. The mainstream MCU. Yeah, that's what we would call it, I guess. And because the X Men were never actually in that, but now you can bring them in through Wanda. Right here, here's a thing I found that I pulled. Um, said, however, the currently released episodes have already dropped a few hints at the influences in Scarlet Witch's world, as one of them may be Mephisto. With several shows and movies releasing in the next couple of years, Marvel needs a major villain to bridge the gap after Thanos' defeat, Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, Quantumania is setting up Kang the Conqueror, another power player to possibly be the running villain in Phase 5. But Phase 4 is so far missing a clear antagonist, which is, will probably be Mephisto. Cause I that don't, would be my... That's where I would put my money. Yeah. Because I don't think Nightmare himself is a big enough thing, is it? I wouldn't no, think. I think maybe he's... I, I, you can correct me if I I'm wrong, but yeah. I think... He may be one of Mephisto's lackeys. Right. And it said uh, Mephisto's introduction has already been teased in Loki. Mm-hmm. But it may come sooner than expected in WandaVision. Um, well, if you've got, uh, you've got Loki and Doctor Strange, and like I said, you're trying to get the X-Men into it, you could have all three of them basically outside of Wanda's reality that she's created for herself trying to get her out of it herself, you know, trying to spread cause right. Loki, his magic base, Dr. Strange, of course, is the sorcerer Supreme. And, uh, Charles Xavier is the, one of the greatest telepaths or whatever right. on the planet. So he may be, they, they may be doing something on the outside, trying to get her to come out of the state that she's put herself in. Go ahead. I was going to say, what is the name of the new, the new Dr. Strange? Oh, Sam Raimi's the one making the movie. I can't remember the, uh, oh, the multiverse of madness. So if they're introducing a lot more of the multiverse aspect to it. Maybe that's what WandaVision's leading into is the multiverse of madness. And whenever they pull her out of the state that she's in now, it, like you said earlier, it would merge with the current world, but that don't always... Right, yeah, turn, that it, wouldn't turn out good at all. It, you know? A rip in the space-time continuum. Stranger Things. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what it would feel like. Kind of like the upside down from Stranger Things actually merging with the world in Stranger Things. Same kind of deal with her created universe merging with theirs, except there's not a giant um, tentacle liquid people monster. I did. Uh, <clears throat> I threw up a uh, question on the one of the Wanda 
Vision Facebook groups asking um, people um, that we were getting ready to do this podcast, asking them if they had any questions, think over. Um, here's one of them from Christopher. It was quick question. Um, said, we saw all the references to sword pretty clearly, but the first two colors um, she sees are red and gold. Could this be a message from Stark? Which if it is a message from Stark, since Stark's dead, it would have to be like a message from beyond the grave. Or a different yeah. multiverse. But that that would also... <laughs> yes, a, like it could be. It could be. That may be a way that they're going to get the dude to come back and do another Iron Man movie yeah, or is, make another appearance is to pull him in from a different reality. Well, yeah. Part of that theory kind of makes sense, too, because the first color you see is the little red dot on the toaster, which is Stark Industries yeah. with the Iron Man noise. That's true. Red and gold. Helicopter. Mm-hmm. So it either all means something, or it's just she's playing with the deck she has. Yeah, because that's the sounds she knows, and the images she knows, and the names she knows, and the voices she knows. But it's possible. I like the idea of more of a multiverse, and let's just mix the whole now, thing up. I keep on thinking that at some point in time during the Iron Man movies, when he's down in his workshop working. Didn't he threaten to turn one of his little computerized assistants into a toaster? Yes, uh, in the very first first movie, the first it's the one, one with the uh, uh, the fire extinguisher because it kept spraying him, and <laughs> yeah. then he's like, "Don't." <laughs> but uh, all right, we've got another question. It's from Edward. Who is the person coming out of the sewer hole in the bee suit? Don't know. I wonder if it's something symbolic to her memories because as soon as she sees it she's just like what is, she says don't or no one yeah. of the two and, and then, then she rewinds rewinds it and then instantly at after she rewinds it's like that was a memory that she didn't like whatever that was because then she speeds up and it's like the show moves like a 10 years further into the future yeah color under changes yeah so whatever it was it was something she was trying to avoid well, it doesn't show the guy's face. It kind of does, but it's so blurred. He turns right as she says that, and it, but it's blurred. You can't really tell. Yeah. Anything it's, beekeeper it's, it's related? It's kind of dark in yeah. her movie, Captain Marvel movie. Uh, well, no, but it's got it, the yeah. it's got the sword logo on the back of it. Um, and most people in the comments have all been saying that it is a. Uh, it's not a beekeeper outfit. It's just it's like a chemical a, suit. Yeah, it's like a fallout suit. That, uh, yeah. but he has a beekeeper helmet on, but there see, are bees it, it, swarming around him. Um, yes, there are. Well, that and see, but see, the what they're saying would make sense if you're going to, if she's let's say inside of a room and she's in this comatose state and she's created her own reality and everything around it, you don't know what's going to go what's in the room so you get suited up in a hazmat suit, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Probably got your own oxygen supply go into the room and then once you come into the room she's now aware of you and instead of changing instead of being in a hazmat suit she changes it to a beekeeper suit and of course if the guy's going to be in a beekeeper suit he's got to have bees flying around him what's the uh, so there you go but the sword logo i believe is on his back when he comes up out of the yeah yeah it's a big on his back well maybe the uh, manhole wasn't there in the daytime that's what i'm saying maybe the yeah. manhole oh, was cool. actually a break in the reality and that was an actual like biohazard suit 
of sword of somebody in sword breaking into her reality and when she's like no that's her rewinding and sealing it back off who knows maybe even killing the guy Mm -hmm. just to seal her little bubble back up they broke into the bubble and then she's like no that could be but if they once they went outside and they they do a shot down the street and there was no manhole yeah there and then all of a sudden at night when they go out her and vision go out all of a sudden there is a manhole cover being squashed, you know, and the guy comes up out of it. So it's just a glitch. She doesn't, in the matrix. she doesn't yeah. have an iron fist control of the reality that she's created. Someone on the outside is being able to affect what is going on. I wonder in if her it, reality. I wonder if in, it's in, in moments way. that she becomes vulnerable, that she kind of lets her guard down a little bit. Um, like when she's with him and sees her pregnant and they're kind of happy and she kind of lets her guard down a little bit is when something pokes through dinner party and the choking. Yeah. Yeah, Everything. When, when things are just starting to go well, um, and then something happens too. That would kind of make sense because like I said, in that dinner party thing, once the dude fell off the chair because he was choking, Mrs. Hart, they they film her different than they film Wanda, right? Because like I said, she's yeah. got kind of a different thing going on. The she's kind of in focus, and mostly she is in focus, but the background's not. But then when it pops over to Wanda, Wanda is like, she's just everything's in focus on Wanda. Everything is, and the background is in focus, and she's just, you know, it's just, and she's just perfect, and she's like helping. Yeah. And, you know, so that's her reasserting her dominance over what's going on. Right. I believe. So, yeah, her stepping up then. So here's another question from Lizzie's. It's question. Is this all leading to a young Avenger series? I guess it depends where they take if they follow the line with uh, her twin sons and go down that line. Then that could be the Mm -hmm. young Avengers. Um, It's true. I mean, it's just constantly for the children. Right. Yeah. So yeah, well, let's also let's don't forget that uh, not just Young Avengers, but X Men. Yeah, they're right. supposed to be, you know, uh, Xavier's school for uh, talented young people or whatever it is that he does. Right, you know? they're all children. <laughs> yeah, yeah so all of that all is for the there, children. You know? Yeah, so yeah, this whole children, this whole series is to get the children here. It's for the children, so yeah. Marvel can get, uh, get another thirty five movies out <laughs> about mutants now. Yeah. Uh, ben had a question. It was, is Agnes, the nosy neighbor, really Agatha Harkness, a villainous witch? Yes. I have a microphone in front of me. I'm an expert. Yes. <laughs> I don't have a nah, microphone. I'm I, not an expert. <laughs> I think um, all, uh, all signs point to yes. Um, if you're going to shake your little magic eight ball. Um, well, what we need to do is we need to, and we probably should have done this already, but we should, probably should look up Agatha Harkness yeah. in the Marvel Universe and see what she is. I think I have some audio clips from Agnes. Let's see Wanda, that. charmed. Or maybe I could just be myself, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wanda. Morning, Agnes. Stick him up. Oh. Don't shoot, I'm just a messenger. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> the only way Ralph would remember our anniversary is if there was a beer named June 2nd. 
And uh, June 2nd is the day the Salem witch trials happened. Let me tell you, what Ralph could really use is how to goose your wife so you don't lose your wife. <laughs> Not that Ralph ever wants to eat anything other than baked beans. Are you sure you don't want an audience volunteer named my husband, Ralph? The devil's in the details, Bev. That's not the only place he is. Yeah, see, that solves it right there. Yeah, she's a witch. <laughs> no, I don't know. It, uh, so far, it makes sense to me. I don't see... Uh, and that fits with uh, how she's acting and how she treats her, um, Wanda. So, um, Gary has a question. What is S.W.O.R.D. and how does it relate to Wanda's powers? A lot of people aren't familiar with sword, and it can get confusing. I'm not real familiar with sword. Me either, um, honestly. Uh, all I think I know is that they're an offshoot of Shield. Like we said, I just knew that they had changed slightly changed the as, name for the. As MCU. a matter of fact, in one of the Avengers uh, animated series, they started sword after the Avengers defeated Kang the Conqueror. The ship that he had was called, I think, the Damocles. And they were able to capture that and use it as their uh, platform surrounding the world. Uh, Well, not necessarily surrounding the world, but in orbit around the world. I don't know if that helps any or not. Yeah, and you look it up, it says, yeah, um, (laughs) S.W.O.R.D. is an offshoot of S.H.I.E.L.D., but since the departure of Nick Fury as the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., Relations between the two organizations have become strained. Um, and in the comics, S.W.O.R.D. had an undercover, undercover operative in the X-Mansion in Astonishing X-Men. So, uh, okay. And there, there is an Agnes Harkness in the Marvel Universe, and she is also a witch of sorts. The, I don't know if she's a mutant or not. I didn't read that much into it because it's a very detailed biography that they got going on here, but... Uh, yeah, she appears to have powers similar, I guess, to to Scarlet Witches. Says during the 2008 Secret Invasion storyline, Sword's headquarters called the Peak is destroyed by a Skrull infiltrator. At the end of the Spider-Man, aren't all the rest? Aren't there a lot of other Skrulls working in the ship he's in when he comes out of the little uh, beach scene? Doesn't he he kind of claps his hands and tells everybody to get back to work? Nick Fury yeah, mm-hmm. walks out of the holodeck. Yeah, and I was thinking that uh, there were a lot of. Uh, okay, it says in her wiki that she is a highly skilled magic user, but she's also an older lady. I mean, a whole lot older than Scarlet Witch, right? Like a grandmother type looking person. But, you know, it's not the the, the MCU universe, the, the TV shows and the movies, they don't have to go exactly along with the way that the comics go. So, Not only that, but considering the possibility that all of this is somehow a simulation that she is being influenced to create, that might not even be what she actually looks like in... True. You got a point there. Yeah, because we don't know what reality is at this point. Right. Well, so somebody they have wrote uh, perhaps the grand story of WandaVision has even more tricks up its sleeve, and the multiverse will turn out to be a bigger factor than Wanda's reality bending powers. 
in one of the many, many possible futures that Stephen Strange saw during uh, the Avengers Infinity War, was there one where Vision eventually regained the Mind Stone? So is this an alternate one where he's alive? And if we're dipping into those possibilities of the MCU uh, multiverse, Vision might not be the only resurrected character in yeah. WandaVision. No, but that, like I said, like it's the whole point that. of Captain America going back into the past and putting the stones back where they were supposed to be, then it would come should to reason that since Vision had it, he should have it again. Right. And maybe he is alive again on the outside and he's trying to help. You know, we got Loki, Strange, and Xavier so far, maybe even this Agatha lady on the outside trying to help her come out of her created reality that she's made for that she's retreated into of her you know right and basing so it off of her losses with you know vision then that's what it's a petro could be speeding around somewhere alive too yeah i like that character <laughs> i'm curious to see where where it's going to go the new episode what comes out tonight at what like 3 a.m yeah i think so debate if i'm gonna stay up late enough to watch it or if elaine mm -hmm. will let me I'll probably watch it sometime tomorrow. Yeah, probably after I get off from work, I'll come home and check it out. <laughs> we, we, yes, we talk I think about, we have. We talk about things we don't know, and we know things we don't talk about. So, Oddly enough, that <laughs> tends to be the case, because we could have episodes for hours about this. Oh, yeah. You know? I got yeah, some Wanda That beautiful wall of toys. I got some WandaVision <laughs> ones over there. Probably should have had them out on the desk since we were talking about them. I know that would have made more sense. Pop them up here. Yeah, <laughs> something. Oh well. Well, we'll have some Star Wars stuff to talk about here in the coming month with whatever their first new series it hits is. There's a lot of stuff mm. out there. All right. Yeah, they're going. They're they're about to launch a crap ton of Star Wars stuff. Yeah, in a galaxy far, far away, it's getting pretty crowded. All right. Um. Well. We can go ahead and wrap this up. So hopefully uh, this will be our first shot at shooting a little video. Um, get it up on YouTube and uh, hopefully can edit this together. Try our hand at that. If not, the podcast will be up tomorrow. Friday Yay, morning, Friday podcast. morning, the audio. Um, but either way, uh, check us out on uh, go to sociallysensitive.com. You can follow us on uh, Instagram at Socially Sensitive. You can follow us on Twitter for the time being at Socially Sense. You can even wear um, your own Socially Sensitive coronavirus mask. Hey. Coronavirus diaper. Diaper. <laughs> face diaper. It's a face diaper. <laughs> it's, a, it's a coffee <coughs> filter. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> there you go. Or you can go to the website, buy t-shirts um we've got all kinds of merch on there um you can support the show or um go to anchor if you listen on anchor we have a link to leave voice messages and uh we'll play them on the show i've had a few people ask how to get to it um but they still won't leave a message or follow our facebook group socially sensitive podcast um and it, it, if we could get a big enough following of people that they would, that they're actually interested in what we have to say, it, I think it'd be really cool that in the future that we could have maybe a live person call into the show and ask oh, us questions. Yeah. 
So far, Facebook has been the most interaction on any of it. Um, but uh, it's slowly growing. Each episode is a, a, a little better than the last. Um, uh, As time progresses, you know? Yeah. I mean, who knows? Just keep asking us questions. Anything. Send right. it out to us. We'll do what we can. Or, you know. <laughs> All right. Um, well, for that, then, I will guess we'll see you next time. See you out. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, you can go to sociallysensitive.com and follow us on Instagram at sociallysensitive and on Twitter at sociallysense. Thanks again, and see you next time. Somebody pray for me. The homies in the sky gon' have to wait for me. I can smell your lies. Watch what you say.